All right. Well, these days we can all use a little bit of help, uh, especially uh, in our businesses. And it's funny because I play the Beatles because my daughters are so into the Beatles right now. They've just discovered them. So they're asking me every day, can you play some more Beatles, Dad? But today we're going to talk about business. We're going to talk about building a team. And what we're going to have for you is how we can welcome new people into that team. How can we can sometimes work with people that we've known, loved, and trusted for years, and how we could really keep the core foundation strong and everybody can be successful. Would you like that? Would you like to know how everybody can be successful? Right here on episode 190 of the Turned On Podcast. Thank you for joining us. All right, that's right. Welcome back to the Turned On Podcast. We are 10 episodes away from our 200th episode. Ange, what do you think about that? I think it's pretty awesome. I feel like it's been more than that. I don't know why. Maybe because Well, they say it's a hungry baby. It is a hungry baby. And we've been feeding this baby for a while. You know, we just surpassed a quarter of a million downloads. So, hey. Hey. Can we get a little love there? Yes. And we are dedicated to bringing you the best. for a family with three kids and doing one episode a week. (laughs) And and so what we're going to do is we're going to try and do two episodes a week. And these are going to be shorter episodes. We're going to have one uh, episode each week where it's just 20 to 30 minutes. We're going to aim for 20. That's what we got today with (laughs) with a single concept so you could take it away really quick and run with it. And today we're going to talk about teamwork. If you're out there right now and you are building a team, as we are. You know how important it is. There's so many moving parts. There's so many different personalities. There's so many people that are are communicating every day. And we told the Lord and, and we told ourselves that this was going to be different, that we were going to build a team of people who we, what, what would you say, Ange? We, we wanted to lock arms with, but in a different way. We were going to be kingdom entrepreneurs and, and we were going to do it differently this time, right? Well, we just, we want to be in a place where we disciple people. You know, I think our first run, uh, we were always servant leaders, but it was also just such a, a, a hairy climb, you know, like we muscled our way for a long time. We did it inexperienced and we've learned so much along the way. So now we're going with experience and our hearts to serve um, other families like ours to have the, you know, the lifestyle and the freedom of choice the way that we've had um, is really where our heart is. Amen. And as we st- started off with the Beatles. We realized that, you know, the song I get by with a little help from my friends, we're building this team with people that we know, love, and trust. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that it's exclusive to that. No. Um, what we're going to read from you is a, is a passage from a fantastic book here. And the book is called The Leadership Secrets of Billy Graham, okay? And I picked this up a couple of years ago just on a whim. Sometimes you ever look at a book in a bookstore and you're like, I'll give it a try. I, it wasn't recommended or anything. And I started to read it and I was like, whoa. Hold on a minute. This book is fantastic. It it talks about building an organization and and, and how we're always going to have moving parts. And as a leader of that organization, what does it take to make a cohesive team? Because you want stability, but we don't live in a stable world. Things are going to be changing. So how do we create stability, growth? Um, How can everybody win? And what does it look like from a from a top-down perspective. And so, Angelique, we've identified one little 
paragraph here that we're going to just speak about for the next 15 minutes and let you guys uh, digest that. So just from, from this book right here, guys, listen closely as Angelique reads this paragraph and then we'll dissect it for you. From here? Yes, ma'am. All right. The leader's attitude toward the team largely determines how strong it will become. The Graham team became strong because Billy nourished it and gave each member ample opportunity to exercise significant responsibility. Okay. Boom. Stop tape. Yeah. Okay. It became strong because he gave each member ample opportunity to what? Exercise significant responsibility. Okay. When we talk about two things, people need action steps and accountability. Mm -hmm. So accountability is that what a leader holds his team responsible for. That's right. And and when we help people exercise responsibility, what does it do? It builds their confidence. Yes. We we can't do things for them. It's just like leading your family. If we look at leading our family, you can't just say, "Hey kids, we're going to do everything for you." Those kids have to learn how to make their bed. Our oldest daughter is learning how to make food and she makes an entire meal at 11. Um, when they're in Taekwondo, they're responsible for entering and putting in their own name and, and reg, you know, as they walk in, Hey, there's a little computer there. And even as young as seven, the instructor says, do not let your parents do this for you, you know, and even tying their belt, do not let your parents do this for you. Putting on their equipment, do not do let your parents do this for you. We have to exercise responsibility. So how can we do that as a team growing your team? Well, you have to make people accountable for those action steps that you've assigned. So Billy Graham did that. Let's continue. So a key element is that intangible but readily detected attitude of the leader. Ready for this? Confidence. We asked Cliff to describe Billy's relationship to the team. He immediately pointed not to an organizational chart, but to the foundational issue, his attitude, which had a contagious effect on the team. Wait, stop there. Stop there. Because this is, I want to break this down for you. So um, Cliff was a member of Billy's team. And he said, it wasn't an organizational chart. It was Billy's attitude. Yes. He His, was... Go ahead. Do you want me to keep reading? Yeah, just, just say what he was, because this he, is important. He was confident in God. Okay. Now, Ange, this is your wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. he, he was confident in God. So much... We've talked about white knuckling things. We've yeah. talked about, hey, we live in a world where um, the business world where God is on the outside. We see him on Sundays, but Monday through Friday, it's us doing all the work. And Billy was, even though he's in a different business, he was building teams. He was building organizations. He had budgets. He had all the things that a regular business had in his ministry that we're dealing with today. And we talk about a ministry in the marketplace. So he had to have a God confidence, mm -hmm. and that had to be number one, and people were going to gravitate to that confidence. So if you're leading a team right now, and speak to this, if you're leading a team, no matter what part of the organization you're at, there are people under you, Yep. right? There are people under you and above you. And how do we lead with that God confidence? Well, here's the thing. In the flesh, I consider myself a pretty confident person. And that came from years of martial arts training. That was a huge piece of the discipline uh, required to uh, participate and excel in that sport. But still, on a day-to-day -day basis, in my flesh, my confidence fails me. Still, on a day-to-day -day basis, I have imposter syndrome. Still, on a day-to-day -day basis, I will, uh, you know, question myself, question my future, question my abilities, question if I can do it, question if this is going to work. And I have to then ask myself, ye of little faith, where's your faith? 
Like I have to have confidence in God. That's the difference in a leader who does things in their own strength, which is egotistical, let's be honest, and a leader who does things of, um, along and aligned with God as, as Jesus did, rightly right related and in tune with God. He was so confident in God's plan that it gave him the supernatural courage and confidence to proceed. And that's the key for people that are listening right now. If, we're, if you're on our team or if you want to be on our team, if you're building a team right now, if you're building anything right now, Maybe your confidence is waning, but this is where faith comes in. You know what? You know what? I don't have confidence in myself today, but I have confidence in God Amen. that he is going to provide. Come on, bring it. You know, and the funny part about it is if, if we look at uh, social media, first thing we wake up in the morning, remember, and I talked about this on our last episode of the Turned On podcast, is that people are only seeing a small snippet of you. They're seeing people at their best, and so it's easily... It's easy for someone to wake up in the morning, look at social media, and have their confidence immediately shaken. That's the first thing they look at. Look at all these people. Oh, my God, they're so successful. Oh, my God, look how beautiful they are. Look how perfect they are. Look at what they're driving. Look at how awesome they say they are. Look at what they say I'm doing wrong, right? Because we are getting that small snippet. It's not even a dose of reality. It's a, it's a dose of the, the counterfeit reality. And if you wake up in the morning and you guys ask yourself, hey, I'm going to go out in my yard, plant my feet in the grass, barefooted. I'm going to put the sun in my face, and I'm going to read this scripture. And Jeremiah says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. For, and then Proverbs tells us, the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. So if you need confidence, go back and see what God says about you. Not what the social media says about you. Not what your, your peers say about you. Not that, that's not, not that that's not going to be a part of it, but who matters most? And that's what Billy's saying is he grew this team because he said, you know, look to me. I'm going to look to the Lord and I'm going to set the example. And that's what we're trying to do here. Did you want me to keep going? Yes. Okay. So he sought God's will and he was God dependent. I just want to pause there for a second because we just talked about God confidence. God dependent is something entirely different. Your confidence in God comes from your dependence in God. I'm going to say that again. Your confidence in God and in yourself is going to come from your dependence on God. Because that's where we will wax and wane on our own, is if we, if we are dependent upon ourselves, by ourselves, then we're missing the whole point. So he was confident in God, and he was God-dependent, motivated by his love for God and man. He was self-effacing, but he was secure in the place of God's appointment. He was anointed of God. He was considerate. He was not an authoritarian. That's important. He knew that in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. His decisions were based on mutual agreement rather than a dictatorial basis. He thought about and relied upon the counsel of those he trusted. He never was demeaning nor reprimanding. He trusted people and respected their contribution. And I love this because, again, we're in the middle of, of a build right now. And, and to me, it's a dream build. I mean, we have a dream team. We have uh, dream partners. We're 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 at the you know table with each other, praying. We are kingdom focused, and what we're really praying for is you know not only to bring other kingdom builders and families, but what about the people that I would consider lukewarm that need like to, that need to understand that God is on their side. That's what we want to do: is strengthen that body of Christ so that the marketplace can see God at work in the most 
you know, apparent ways, because that's where it is. I think most people are chasing, chasing, chasing after that carrot. They're chasing money. They're chasing goals. They're chasing hype. And at the same time, if they just allow for God to do his work within them, we are now waking up the real church Amen. and showing who God really is. Mm. Hey, my friends out there, listen, listen closely. If you're building, no matter what stage you're building at, no matter what kind of business, but if you're building, remember that the relationship that the people have with you, whether it's customers, coworkers, even your boss or someone, you know, the relationship is the key. How can you keep those relationships strong? Again, it's not saying they're always going to be perfect. There are going to be stumbling blocks, but you have to come from a place of stability. And where do we get the most stability? Well, you get it in the foundation of your character, right? There, there has to be a great relationship between you and the people that you work with. That's a fact, okay? Um, we talk about, there's a book called Good to Great, um, and Jim Collins, who wrote this book, says people um, are committing to a bigger purpose, you know, they're committing to your purpose. And he says, decades ago, um, there was a statement that said, a man or woman with a burning purpose draws others to himself who he helps, who can help fulfill it. And this goes back to another book that we've talked about, which is Lead Like Reagan, in which Dan Quiggle says, people are always watching you. They're listening to the way you articulate your vision and asking themselves, can I play a part in that? Can I help them fulfill this vision? Whether they're a customer or they're giving you customers, right? We always have to be aware of how we are leading and what is our burning desire? What is our purpose? What is the flag that we're carrying? And we've, we've left companies because there was no flag carrier. You know, we look for someone who can carry that flag. What does that mean? It just means we look for someone who's going to, to lead with confidence. People are looking toward you, like Dan Quiggle says, and they're asking themselves every day that you articulate your vision on social media or in person, they're asking themselves and they're judging you. They're judging you by how well and how confident you stick, you stick to this purpose. You know, I tell people in my class all the time, end your sentences with exclamation points. Not question marks, not little dot, dot, dot. How well are you articulating your vision? Are you speaking with authority? Are you handling yourself with a posture in both your physical posture when you talk to people and stand in front of them and the voice that comes out of your mouth? Are you assured of yourself? Are you speaking and ending your sentences with exclamation points? Remember, a person burning with purpose draws others to them to help them fulfill it. And that's what Billy Graham did. And that's what we need to do. How do you do that? If you're saying right now, you know what? I might not be the most confident person. That's okay. Learn your craft. Study it a little bit more. Study the basics of your craft. Study the basics of what you're selling, what you're doing. You don't have to know everything. And if you don't know everything, don't say that you know it. Because people will detect that in your voice. Say, you know what? That's not my expertise. Or learn it. But what people are looking for is, again, we go back to Annette Simmons, who I've said this. This is another great one. People are, are up to their eyeballs and in information. They want faith, faith in you and your story. I said this over and over again. You've probably heard it, but it's worth repeating. This quote from Annette Simmons, whoever tells the best story wins. I'll say it again. People want faith in you and your story. They're looking for a leader who can lead them. We see it in politics. We're looking to have faith in somebody. who Are you what you say you are? And people pop up all the time and in, in our political world, and we're like, oh, maybe this is the person. And then we realize, no, they're not who they say they are. They went totally against the values that they talked about. 
Because no one can lead like the Almighty can lead. No one can lead you and lead your team like the Almighty can lead. So we have to have that faith. And that faith has to come in a confidence in God, but that confidence then comes in you, okay? And when your team is set up with that type of confidence, expect greatness. Expect greatness. So where are you right now, like in your life? I just want to ask you this question so you can take an inventory. Like on a scale of 1 to 10, where are you in relying on the strength of yourself versus relying on the strength of God, which is like immeasurable? You know, I, you know, listening even to us talk here and, and reading that um, paragraph in this book, I realize like this is something, you guys, this is not something that you just master on a daily basis. We have to die to ourselves every single day. We have to die to ourselves in our um, our human nature, just with our faith walk. We have to die to ourselves in our home team and how we how we deal with our spouse and our children. We have to die with ourselves in um, how we take care of our temple, you know, for those people that are whether addicts or, um, you know, eating and trying to get on a better health journey. And certainly have to die ourselves when it comes to business because we will try to white knuckle this process and, like that paragraph shared, like it wasn't some organizational chart. Like we can really get bogged down um, with things that aren't the main thing. Does Do all those things matter? Yeah. I mean, there's provision to everything. You have to have a, a plan. You have to have a system. You have to be, you know, focused on doing the the daily plowing, right? That is going to make the needle move. But at the same time, when we start to fail ourselves um, in the way that we're, stinking thinking, or where you start to fail ourselves in our action taking, or or even in our personality, like David was just sharing about ending our sentences with exclamation points and not question marks. This is one of the key things I hear and see all the time in this and in our industry is you're do, you might be doing all the wrong things, but you come with zero enthusiasm. Like enthusiasm, like I just you know it's sometimes I'll be you know listening to someone or they're trying to help, and or you'll send audio um, messages and it's just like, Hey, um, and then it's just, there's no energy. Yeah. Like God is a God ver- of verbally processing. Yes. Like <laughs> God is a God of energy. Like he's, he's of emotion and, and just, he's, he's strong and he, and he makes that energy palpable. The spirit of God is palpable. So when you're speaking, like I'm speaking right now, it's, there's so much inflection involved. There's energy, there's conviction. It has a sound. So if you're trying to lead people and you're not bringing that to the table, then we're missing it. We're missing it. So here's what I want to wrap this up with you guys. Where are you on this journey? How are you showing up every single day? Are you showing up in your own strength and your own flesh, or are you co-partnering with God? Is he is he part of the plan, or are you just making the plan and asking him to bless it? Man, we walk that line on a day, daily basis, and we have to keep ourselves in check. So it's something that you're constantly have to flip the switch on, like we talked here on Turned On, and then bring that spirit to everything you do, including when you open your mouth including when you open your mouth, because that's the beginning of leadership. Say large things. Say large things. Like, like it says, open your mouth and say large things. The word tells us that. So the Lord, the God of, of this world and this universe brings that kind of spirit, that kind of power everywhere you go. And you need to walk into that room like you belong there. Walk onto that phone call like you belong there. Send that message like you belong there. And watch what he does in your rest.